Welcome to HR Spark Leadership Edition. My name is Bill Hicks, I'm your host, and I'm here today with Mike Polson, the CFO at Medical Solutions. Medical Solutions is a leader in nursing contingent staffing throughout North America. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thank you, thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's always great to talk to great leaders and hear what they have to say. Uh, so just explain a little bit about what your role as a chief financial officer. What, what does that look like to people outside medical solutions? Sure. I'm the CFO of the company. I've, uh, I've been there for about a year and a half. I, my uh, previous career has been a mix of uh, large public companies, and, and my CFO experience comes from private companies, primarily private equity-owned businesses. So, uh, But typical CFO role in charge of all uh, financial functions of the company with some other things, HR, legal, and, and so forth involved. So you, were, you have HR and legal reporting up to you. Correct. Great. Uh, and then how did you get your break? Uh, you know, what was that journey looking like when you yeah, suddenly yeah. became uh, a leader in your company? I was with a public, large public company for a long time, almost, almost 20 years. And, and actually my big break in a way was leaving. The company was great. They were very good to me and, and, and uh, it worked out well, but I learned a lot. And uh, my first CFO role, I left that, that company to take. Uh, that was 1999 and I've been a CFO in various companies since. So, uh, in a sense, uh, leaving the thing that made me was, uh, was, was kind of what the, the start of it was. And then who helped you make that decision? Was that something you did on your own, or did you have people that you talked to for guidance? I mean, like, you're at work one day, and then the next thing yeah. you know, you're leaving to take an opportunity somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, I was, I was really fortunate early in my career to have a great mentor, um, uh, a guy that I worked for, you know, a fair bit older than me. He was kind of closer to retirement, but took me under his wing and really taught me a lot of things that, to, you know, if, if somebody wasn't your mentor, they wouldn't, they wouldn't tell you, you know, how to do things, what was right, what was wrong, uh, you know, how to approach certain situations, and it was a huge help to me. And what do you think sparked that interest in, in that individual saying, hey, I'm going to take Mike underneath my wing and help him out? You know, I, I, I try and take some of that with me today. I, I think to be a leader and identify future leaders, you really need somebody who can not just get the job done and you know, isn't afraid of hard work and getting their hands dirty, but, but has the, the, the capacity and, and the potential to see the bigger picture and, uh, and really understand the, the bigger picture of things as well as sort of the, you know, the, the task at hand. So you think he saw that in you? I think he did, yeah, yeah. And then when you're looking for those individuals now, how do you find that? Because they sound interesting in words, but to really execute on finding people who see the big picture, yeah. like yeah. How, what do you do? How do you find those people? I, you know, some of it's gut feel. Uh, I, I think uh, there are people. I, I guess it's it's obvious of people who aren't don't have that ability. That that really jumps out. But but uh, people who do, I think, really stand out and shine. And. Uh, if you just uh, pay close attention to kind of their, you know, the, their behavior, the way they, the way they interact with people, uh, the way they handle situations, the way they ask questions, the way they try and understand their role, you can just get a sense that they're 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 capable of bigger things. And then you mentioned you've had different CFO roles. Uh, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges is when people feels like, hey, maybe I've stagnated where I am, or what's that next opportunity for you? What's that trigger point for you when you feel like? It's time to do something different. Sometimes I get accused of having ADD, so <laughs> so it happens more frequently. But but I think when you know you, you get a sense when things are in place, and and I've I uh, the, you know the roles I've been in, particularly with PE companies, they they tend to be for a little bit shorter term anyway, which which works great for me. Uh, the other thing is developing su successors. I've got a I've got a, a great list of people who who worked for me in the past as either controllers or VPs of finance who are CFOs now of their own. 
And uh, I'm kind of proud of that, actually. It's, it's been a great uh, run. And so when you have somebody ready and groomed, that's another, another thing that, that certainly comes into play. Why are you so passionate around the ideas of your successors and the overall concept of succession management? It's honestly a great thing in your career when you can develop someone. And maybe that's me giving back to some people who helped me early in my career. But when you can see somebody, identify them, help, help them develop, and then even after they get into those roles, as I said, I've had a number of people who are now, that work for me who are now CFOs, and, and many of them still call me for, for advice and counsel on things, and it's just it's a very rewarding, rewarding feeling, and really, you know, as important as, as, as anything, you know, and, and right up there with, you know, success and money and, and all those kind of things, to have people, you know, that will remember you like I remembered some of my mentors uh, for a long time. How do you help yourself in your personal development? What's your personal development plan look like? I, uh, I spend a lot of time networking, and, and I do it uh, really for a couple of reasons, but one that's really important to me is diversity. And I think any situation, it was, you know, as I mentioned, I was with a large company for a very long time, and, and, and it wasn't terribly diverse because there were a lot of people all with the same experience. And I think the more you talk to and interact with people, who are your peers and, and people who, who are below that or above that and get their points of view and their perspective, uh, that's hugely important. I, and I think it keeps you rounded and keeps you fresh. I love that. Yeah, the idea of diversity. and p Diversity means different things to different people. But what you're saying is I'm looking for diversity to get a wide range of perspective yeah, exactly. to help you have a wider lens, exactly. which you mentioned earlier. Exactly. Developing your network. Invest time in your peer network. You want it to be one plus one equals three. That will make you stronger. Always look for different perspectives. It will help you stay rounded. I think one of the things that's a challenge when you're in leadership is always trying to find what's, what's your inspiration, what are you looking for, how do you draw, especially when you've been in the same role or, or same tier for a while. Um, who are your heroes, who do you drive inspiration from? You know, I'd say it starts with my parents. They, uh, they were uh, people of very modest means. They worked really hard uh, and uh, raised a family of five boys and, and, and took great care of us and left us with a lot of lessons. And lessons like work hard, do the right thing, take care of other people. And uh, it, that's kind of stuck with me for a long time. So, so let's do that again. Work hard, do the right thing. And, t and take care of other people. Take care of other people's. So if you had someone new come and work for you, could you not say those are almost like three core principles in, in the average work life? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think so, it feels yeah. like sometimes there's things there's so much secret magic in being a leader, but if you go back to working hard, doing the right things, taking care work, of others. Without those, you, you know, what do you really have? So in, in Medical Solutions, you have HR reporting up to you, so you certainly spend time working with the HR staff. Uh, what do you see with all the different diversions of the multi-generations that are out in the workforce, especially you're in the nursing industry, I'm sure that's a big impact. Uh, what do you think of that? What's your opinion on the variety of individuals I, out there? I think the first thing is it's real, and, and there are differences, and uh, I think you have to acknowledge them. Um, the, uh, it's not so much value systems, because people are fundamentally people, but but uh, what what they, uh, what people, younger people, particularly millennials, think of in terms of in, being able to give input, uh, uh, the feedback that they like to get, uh, the, the, the types of recognition, it's a little different than people in, you know, say, baby boomer generation, and, and, you, and you really need to read the, to acknowledge it.
and, and, and get comfortable with it. So if you could share some advice to our listeners on one tip on how to help give better recognition to really any employee, what would that one piece of advice be? Uh, do it sincerely and often. Sincerely, sincerely and often, often. yeah. Once For again, sure. not hard to do. Right, right. Sincerely and often, recognize your individuals. It sounds like also it doesn't have to be overly complex. It's very simple. Just sometimes just saying thank you. You know, writing it down maybe on a card or you know an email or something. It's very easy to do. Taking that time, and and you see a lot of companies they try and build the leverage technology and different business processes. But I just want to reinforce it to your point. It's almost sometimes as simple as just saying thank you. If you're in a people business, which all businesses fundamentally are, it's it's really important. Take time to recognize your people. Be sincere when you do it. People recognize sincerity. Do it often. It doesn't hurt to say thank you too much. And keep it simple. Don't overthink it. When you're looking for future talent, and you're, you see people that maybe need mentors or they're the, the rising stars of any organization, what do you tell those individuals to do to help them be successful? Yeah, I, you know, to me it's, it's coaching in situations and it's, it's uh, you know, people don't always, I mean, many people figure things out eventually by themselves, but if you want them to be successful and get on a fast track to success and leadership, you really help them with, I don't want to say day-to-day, but, but very frequent interactions, you know, how did you do in this? You know, maybe you could have done this a little differently. Um, here's, think about this approach for this situation and just really give them a, a, a sort of a caring, insightful feedback on, on, on what they're doing and, and kind of how to, how to think about things maybe differently than they might on their own. So I want to go into that a little bit more. You talk about caring, insightful. And I think one of the biggest challenges that we have as leaders is when you give advice is that people don't feel like you're directing them or being aggressive towards them or telling them what to do. You're trying to help them be better, yeah, right? Yeah. As, as you smile when I make that yeah, statement. Yeah. So how do you manage through that? I mean, it's a little bit about putting the smile on your face, but when you're giving mm-hmm. advice, you also want them to know that you're serious but you want them to know that you're here to help them. Yeah. How do you manage through yeah, that? I, for me, and every person is different, but for me, I, I try and be pretty direct. Um, and you know, I, I'm not a person that waits for annual reviews to give feedback. I mean, I, I, I'd say if you ask people that know me well enough, they'd say they know where they stand on any particular thing any, any given day. You know, it's, so you're transparent. Uh, I, I try and be, I try and be. And I think it's really important. And I think that helps advice and input be better received. That's great advice. So you, you don't hold back, but you don't hold back in a bad way. You hold back is almost like encouraging or like, here's how you need to be better. But it also doesn't uh, have their individuals on your team work with the fear, uncertainty, and doubt of what is Mike thinking? Yeah, they yeah. know how you feel. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but it's, you know, it, it's honest feedback and it's all intended to, to make them better. Mike, you talked about your opportunity to become a better leader. Someone reached out to you and helped mentor you. Uh, who was really your, 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 your best boss? I mean, I know boss is such a firm word, but I really want to talk about not mentorship, but you, the person you reported to that was really your inspiration to be a better leader. I've been very fortunate. I've had some great bosses, just some really terrific bosses, and I've learned from all of them. And, uh, you know, like, like everyone, they all have different styles. And I've tried to learn from, from each of those styles, whether that was you know, here's, here's when to be tough, here's when 
to be a little softer, you know, or whether that was technical leadership. But uh, but I've had a great great array of bosses, and 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 honestly, uh, even people who at the time I thought maybe this isn't great, I, I've kind of reflected on and said, wow, that was that was really pretty good. I learned a lot of stuff from from that person. So let's reflect back on that a little bit. So when you were making career changes, do you think as much as you were changing for the opportunity? I mean, that's one reason people make a change. Sometimes it's go to a different company. But where lies in there your opportunity to move to, to work for a great leader? You know, that's certainly on my list of, of things when, you, you know, when I've taken a new opportunity. Uh, that's absolutely in the, you know, the top end of the, of the, the, the rankings that I, I would make for myself internally is what, is the, what does the leadership look like? What can I learn from, from, from the person I'll be working for? And, and you know, what will I look like when I'm done working for that person? And what, what will it add to my, my sort of uh, portfolio of, of skills? And what I love about that is I think anybody who's looking to be a leader, keep an eye for that, right? When you're out interviewing, even if you're an internal, can you be better because of that person? But I think the flip side is, is we as leaders, how you become part of your company's product, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're part of the recruiting mechanism and inspiring those individuals that want to come not work just in your organization, but work for you. Yeah. Mike, can you give me a little bit on change? You know, the world's always changing, change is out there. Uh, how do you handle change in your business? The other thing I feel pretty strongly about, and, and you know, I, I've talked about diversity, but change is another thing. Don't be afraid of change. Embrace it. Just absolutely embrace it. Uh, it'll help you grow. It might be uncomfortable when, you're, when you're, you're going through it. It might be very uncomfortable when you're going through it. But when you're done, you'll, you'll be better for it. You'll be, you'll be much better for it. And... Uh, you know the way you know the, the, the history is filled with people who didn't change so so and didn't do well at, because of that so I think if there's advice I'd give somebody it is it is absolutely embrace change passionately embrace change and and maybe it's uncomfortable but not just for you but for your team but but you know lead them through it and, it, and it'll pay dividends when it's done so you're highlighting basically don't be afraid of change uh, but as a leader both the leader of people and being led, how do you overcome that fear of change? It's just natural human behavior to be afraid of, of changing. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think you have to talk people through it and, and talk them through it a lot. And I think maybe show them some examples, you know, try something, doesn't blow up, we get a success, let's try something else. Hey, hey Mike, thanks so much for giving us your time. It was a great session and thanks for joining us on this edition of HR Spark. We'll see you next time. Thank you.